Welcome to the Calamity Vault. Each week on this podcast, we play a different indie RPG system. The last two episodes have been our actual play of Kingdom, so if you haven't listened to that, you probably should, just for some context. Uh, But today we're just going to be talking about what we liked and what we didn't like about the system. Spoilers, uh, we liked a whole heck of a lot of it. (laughs) It's a great system. Uh, But here is our conversation. Enjoy. Would people like to discuss the system now? Yes. I will say something that we did not encounter, we didn't encounter this last game either, is people either changing roles or challenging people or overthrowing people. Yeah. I think that that is a fact of people having less familiarity with the system. So not necessarily knowing how to use their roles in a scene and therefore they're not being a reason to try to take it from someone. Although I do feel that Delight probably during the next crossroads would try to take the power. Honestly, ah. I think so might Jim. Like uh, Delight be Jim. I, I think we're going, like if we were to continue this, you would see this fight between the passengers and the crew, basically. Yeah. I, I I love that this is brewing um, because I think I would love nothing more than at this point to take uh, Lady Iris Aster Rose and just step back while y'all take in the power rolls um, mm. and, you know, pl- play another role for a while and let things play out. Um, I think maybe I, I would try to drop back perspective from a player standpoint. I think that's what I would want to do. And I think it's a very fun narrative for this character anyways. I think that would really fit. I do feel like we only used about half of the mechanics that were available to us, like with the switching roles and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like coming into this, I thought it was going to be a very simple system. And I think just because it's freeform doesn't necessarily mean it's simple. Yeah. I I had a hard time kind of resolving the, the freeformness of Kingdom and also some of its more rigidity. Like, the way that the scenes are structured and how it's very stop and go kind of caught me by surprise uh, in the system versus, like, playing some other systems where it's very fluid and, like, you're just kind of continuously running from one scene to the next. Which is almost what we were trying to do, because I think most of our scenes took place in the same day. And it was, like, people being in one scene and then going into another scene that was, like, because of that first scene and then it kept going and it was almost like we really wanted it to be a continuous shot like all in the same day and have a fluid story rather than what the system really wants us to do which is like pick out particular scenes where shit happens yeah i i actually kind of enjoyed that though about it because it on i mean on the one hand like yeah we were telling a story that was supposed to be a a continuous sort of chain and narrative between things um, but I, I kind of like pausing and zooming in for a second rather than just going like, oh, I'm going here, I'm running here, this is what's happening here. Like it I think I think if we if we were more familiar, maybe what we're what we're supposed to be doing in some ways, I think it would have been cool to like, you know, the scene goes and then the wrap-up seems relatively quick. 
followed by uh, another scene that could be related to it uh, in some way, but is like kept distinct and is still driven more or less by a different player. I, I think that's very fun uh, as a way to sort of build out the story, kind of using building blocks. I kind of like it. I think if we were to do a part two, continuing with the story, I think it would go a lot smoother. First of all, because we've already built the kingdom mm-hmm. um, and that took us two and a half hours to begin with. But also we know better what goes on in the system and how to use it to its full effect. Yeah. It's a system that's deceptively rules-driven. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, for context, the rule book is 176 pages. And a good chunk of that are kingdom seeds. Yes. So it's it's not all rules, and it goes into the rules, like, very well, and in depth, probably 100 pages are, like, actual rules. And then the rest is just kingdom seeds. Well, a lot of it is just trying to help you play the rules. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of describes the rules, and then it goes into a lot of detail of, like, we understand this is kind of a complicated system. Let's talk about, like, how to play out these rules. Yeah, and it gives you advice, and it, like, gives you tips for how to teach other people how to play kingdom, how to, like, role play these specific things. So it's it's very helpful. Yeah, the tips and examples I find helpful. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the, you know, you say that it's 100 pages of it is the rules, but of that... 80 pages of it is the rules, and then there's a discussion and advice section. Sure. But of that, we probably only used about 20 pages of the rules Mm -hmm. because a large amount of them are rules for how the scenes are supposed to go and then rules for challenges and taking people's power, which I think that the way we play it, we don't really need. My instinct is always to strip out rules and simplify things. And I think it would be pretty easy to just say, well, I'm going to challenge you for your power and I'm, and I'm going to take it in this way. And I don't know that we need rules for that. I do think that the rules in this game are there to help you get started. But as you play, you can really kind of modify. And like when we did the crossroads, like a check mark early, like we felt it was time to do it. So we did it, you know? Yes. Um, I think that the check boxes, you know, once you've played once, you don't really need them anymore. And it should really just be, all right, does everyone feel like we have fully discussed this crossroads? Yeah. Okay. It's a system with plenty of rules, but the rules are definitely there as more of a guidelines than like something you really need to adhere to to make the the work the game work. Which yeah, I do yeah. like about it. It's good when the system is flexible. The first time, play it with the rules, and then yeah. you will quickly understand which rules you do and do not want. I would say I wouldn't recommend this for somebody who has like just played D and D. I feel like you need some kind of like loose, really RP heavy foundation for how to game, not only like for yourself and knowing how to do scenes and how to role play and stuff like that, but with other people that you are going to be playing with. Maybe your D&D experience is like very RP heavy and you like have evolved with your group to not really play by the like strict rules well, so I mean, much. Everyone, I, D&D has such a wide experience range that you can go fully from like yeah we're we're entirely mechanics based to like yeah we're doing this but in and there's nothing wrong with doing D in a silly goofy way but like it's a different thing to go yeah we're doing D in a silly goofy way we're like 
we're doing bit characters and what have you versus sort of getting into scene pacing and yeah the narrative structure is very different in kingdom mm-hmm. i mean with like the lack of continuous storytelling but st- instead of like jumping and zooming in on certain scenes and so character arcs kind of take on a different shape too i mean you're not gradually seeing changes in a character you're rather pick like cherry picking what is the most important things that are happening in this character's arc and the, the story's arc too and each scene really should have some kind of conflict whether it's like interpersonal or you know intrapersonal or just making a decision about how you're going to move forward every scene has to have like a point that shifts the narrative a little bit and can't just be like building it out necessarily. I will say on that point, I'm like, this makes it kind of a this system is a very good writing exercise about like learning to build scenes. Yes. Mm. I need to play more games with Z because <laughs> I need to be more comfortable RPing with that because I, I built a predatory tarot reading for Lady Iris Aster Rose and I picked out all the cards for it and I just it didn't fit in this crossroads, but God, do I want to do it one day. <laughs> I, I mean, this is also, one of, one of the things that we didn't check in customizing our, our kingdom was like a tone box. Kingdom is also really an exercise in game tone. Because like this would have been very different if we had swapped out, like if we'd swapped out Fisher and Jim for people more aligned with, with the passengers. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's also interesting that we picked so many people who were inimical to the existence and stability of the kingdom itself, Mm. because there are at least two of them. And then one, maybe two that don't really care about the stability of the kingdom. And I suspect that that would lead to a game that will end much quicker because we're going to get to the crisis quicker and the crisis will probably be resolved in such a way that ends the kingdom yeah i the crisis i because we didn't get to we we don't know if we're doing another session of this uh but the the crisis steps go you know decide if this is going to end the game talk about what the crisis is talk about what you see talk about what you do and you can try to flee and escape. I, I don't know if our ship has 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 lifeboat equivalents. I don't know if the ship has lifeboat equivalents, but that's what's behind the sealed door. We didn't even get to the sealed door. I, which I personally, as an interpretation, that thinking on it, I think would be fun because it certainly would cause panic. I. Uh, I mean, part of though is okay. There's lifeboat equivalents, but escape pods, if you will. Yes. But, like, where are you going to go? You this know, is a great question. Yeah, like, yeah. You're just gonna yeah. put yourself in cryo and launch yourself into space and hope uh-huh. someone finds you one day. Like, yeah. your uh, best bet of getting found is the cruise ship. But then, yeah, I then it's based. And then you have an outcome. It's based on what has been described. Each player decides whether they think the kingdom should stand or fall. This is a decision you make as a player, not as your character. We all stick out a hand and vote simultaneously. You can vote neutrally. Uh, if you try to escape, you must vote thumbs down. And that's just a straight, like, if it's positive, the kingdom survives. If it's negative, it falls. If it's zero, the crisis calms for now, but it's not been resolved. Oh, boy. 
my my instinct when playing one-off games or maybe two-off is to say, well, I'm not going to get to play this again, so I'm going to shoot for an extreme. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I really wanted Crisis because I think that having a really extreme thing happen in a one-off or two-off is very fun, and you don't get to do it in long games, and you might as well blow it all up. That's, that, that's that is not also the perspective where I started that everybody comes from. Yeah. Yeah. But then you turned very much into a almost a mediator role. Yeah, I, I, feel I like. think I thought a, a lot about that. That probably shows up too much in just kind of like sitting there for too long trying to think about something. But um, the fact that Fisher came to the lady uh, made a very big difference, I think, because particularly with Fisher and Jim both, and also having interacted with Jim previously, having Fisher keep coming back, um, like. The lady's big issue is wanting to be liked in some sort of important way and like displeasing someone to their face is not something that she wants to do. Um, she wants she wants to flatter, she wants to bring people on board, she wants to have the support of everybody all at once, even while she's twisting what else is going on or you know, setting up for class warfare, or like if He's the ship starts to Yeah, if the ship starts to tear itself apart. She wants everyone to think that she's on their side right up until the end, uh-huh. um, and just enjoy the chaos. Yeah, and I, you know, at the, at the moment, so like fun. this is this is useful for Fisher because, like, he's not particularly popular. Like, it would be difficult to move him into a touchstone role with this group. Uh, <laughs> but. It's hard to say what could happen. Like like I said, I feel like Jim would move into a power role depending on the, the sway of things. And she was definitely not going to be a power role to start with. Uh-huh. That's fair. That's fair. It's important to note that Touchstone is a little different from the other roles in that it doesn't mean that people like you. It doesn't mean that you influence them. It just means that people feel similarly to you. Hmm. So... If Jim is afraid genuinely and is worrying that this is the whole thing is going to fall apart, that's absolutely a way to fit into a touchstone role. And that just says there are many people who feel this way. Mm-hmm. I feel like even after playing, I still don't completely understand the different roles and how they interact with each other and the kingdom. Uh, it probably maybe... just takes practice. Yeah, I, I imagine maybe more experienced players could speak to that. But for, for me, and I, I think maybe I see part of why that might have been, but for me, perspective and touchstone are still a little bit unclear in how they totally come apart. And I think that's partially because we did a very people-driven story in yeah, many ways. I, I, like, I think our kingdom is also very, very people-driven in a way of, like, we aren't... It's difficult right now for us to interact with things outside our kingdom, which means that things going on are things inside our kingdom, and most of what's inside is is people. Mm. Yes. Our um, trade deals can't fall through. We don't have trade deals. So how did, in, in the game that Jack, uh, Jack and Avery, you played previously, how did uh, Perspective and Touchstone break off? Because you played like a traditional kingdom, right? Yes. So the way that perspective really should be working is in every scene that they're in or reacting to, and you can react to most scenes, they should be using that as an opportunity to put something in the yes or the no column, which is just a prediction as to what will happen down this route. But those predictions 
shouldn't be about how people feel. They should be about what happens. A bad prediction is people panic. A good prediction is rioting destroys the food supplies. Touchstone explains why these things happen and how people feel about them happening. I can kind of see where you're coming from here because the way that we were playing our game is, yeah, the perspective and the touchstone were very similar vibes because, I mean, people are panicking. That uh-huh. is a aspect of the people. Um, yeah, I we did we did tie these into concrete predictions of like, hey, yeah, we're going to end up with filament waste, etc. But and I think that's where the rules start to become more helpful. Um, is like pinned pinning down like concretely. Okay, perspective is choosing an event or an action or something that is happening, like literally that responds to this this move. Mm-hmm. I think part of it was also that a lot of our perspectives were like predicting futures that mm-hmm. could happen if we made certain decisions and not like we weren't making a ton of decisions actively. I, yeah, I, I would be a... interested to see how this is different in a different kind of kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because the thing is, is that you do have to, the, the predictions do have to be about like crossroads outcomes. But no, I do think that we sort of limited some of the some of the strings that that perspectives can pull on by giving ourselves this isolated ship. It felt hard to say anything without without saying that the people had a certain opinion because it was all about people's opinion and what they would do. Yeah. It's a very cool system though. Oh yeah, I I love the system having just now played it for the first uh-huh. time. Um, yeah, I really, like, really enjoyed it. Like I, I think like, you know, Maggie did mention that we spent like two and a half hours building the kingdom, but I, I really do think that's like part of the point. Oh yeah, it definitely uh-huh. is. I would not uh-huh. have shown that at all. Uh-huh. It's just that we we basically played for what, six hours and a quarter of that was or a third of that was building the kingdom. It's just with a time thing. We didn't have enough yeah. time to go through a bunch of different crossroads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we didn't last time either. I think we we did we did one, and we decided what our second one would be, and then we did did not play another session. I almost want to just use this to create kingdoms, and then that be the game. Mm. <laughs> I don't I don't need to play the to role play out the scenes or do the different crosshairs. I just want to build more kingdoms because we came I... up with a lot of really cool ones that I would like to, you know in theory play but we'll never get to all of them i don't know i love the scene so much <laughs> like i like building <laughs> the kingdom too but i i love the payoff of getting the scenes out of it i really like the idea of playing through a game of kingdom to create a setting for a different rpg Ooh, mm. yeah mm. yeah if, if you play a longer running game of kingdom there's mentioned sort of in the, in the rules if you do like big time passing you can go hey yeah We've moved on enough that most people have probably like retired or died. Play your heirs, play each other's heirs, uh, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, so you could absolutely use it as game setup. But that does, uh, I, w- I would second that as a, or third that at this point, I guess is more proper. Uh, I think that's a great idea to sort of build a, some kind of a setting to start with. And then if you want to move to another system, now you've built out like all of these interpersonal dramas, you've like, been forced not only to think a little bit about your kingdom and sort of create a bunch of things in it, um, but also to write out these scenes for these characters who are interacting. And it, it gives you a lot of like very natural feeling writing setup for 
another setting if you wanted to move into it. Uh, but yeah, like even even if you moved into another setting with like different characters, having put something together for a kingdom would create ties to the world already. So if you want a world build and role play heavily with your friends for six hours, Kingdom is a great game. It's a great way to spend an afternoon. It is. Absolutely. That's how we spend hours. Especially if you're in person. Yes. Big sad. Everybody moved to New York. (laughs) I'm in New York. Okay. Well. Move to Newer York. Newer York. (laughs) New Amsterdam? Which is, yeah. yeah, Which is technically older York. (laughs) It's the middle York, really. Just a reminder, if you like Kingdom and are interested in playing it, it's published by Lame Mage Productions. You can actually go to their website and order it. It's created by Ben Robbins. He actually has a bunch of other systems, and I think there are some Kickstarters that he has as well. So go check those out if you're interested. Next week, we will be back playing a whole new indie RPG system that will be very spooky themed for Halloween season. If you liked our show, why not give us a little rate and review on whatever podcast service you're using? You can also follow us on Twitter at Calamity Vault, where we will post updates, art of our characters, links to the game system so you can purchase them and support independent creators, all the fun stuff.